So here's a question for you. Did Jesus have a sense of humor? Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here, your host of The Plugged In Show, focused on the family's weekly conversation about entertainment, pop culture, and technology. Well, if we look really closely at, at scripture, I think that we can see that Jesus did have a sense of humor. There are times when he's kind of just on the verge of being jokey, maybe not in the way that we think about jokes typically, but but I think Jesus often had a twinkle in his eye and a smile on his face. And I also think that sometimes as Christians trying to be funny, oh, it can be a little bit clumsy. But having said that, I love the fact that there are guys out there like the skit guys. And these are two best friends from high school who have really made a career of making Christians laugh. And this week, Paul AC will be talking with them about that. Just what's it like to be a Christian comedian and how do they fuse their faith with comedy? And after that, Kristen Smith is here to tell us about the new solo album from Marcus Mumford. Before we jump in, I would also encourage you to follow The Plugged In Show wherever you get your podcasts. Take a minute to leave a review for others who might be wondering just what this conversation is all about. Well, as I mentioned a moment ago, we've got Paul Acey and Kristen Smith with us here today. Hey, guys. Hi. Howdy. And I am glad you're here. To get us started, I want to ask this question. Paul, you're going to be sharing a conversation you had with the skit guys in just a minute. And since we're talking about comedy today, what is one of your favorite comedy movies or TV shows? Oh, man. Go. It's a tricky question. You, you know. I know. That's why I asked it. <clears throat> so I'm going to risk being slightly transgressive here. Oh boy! Sounds about right. And say, uh, you know, we can edit you out. I know. And I can put I know. a different All answer. All of a sudden, in. it'll just go from transgressive to Kristen. Right. I'm gonna say Monty Python's Holy Grail. Oh boy! You know that made me laugh. Just the that credits. That feels so appropriate to your made personality. Me laugh. Yeah. Well, behind the rabbit. <laughs> no, it is the rabbit, man. Look at the bones. Yeah, I've been there. I think people should know that I've been forced to watch so much Monty Python. And forced by whom? Both of you. Both of you show me all these videos and send me all these oh, links. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah well, because it's required. Yeah. It's part of it's, your cultural yeah, well, education at Plugged In. Yeah, no, Monty Python, when I saw it, I just, I watched it with a group of friends when I was in high school for I'm the first time yet. we were there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just line after line, laugh after laugh. Oh, my goodness. My stomach hurt so much I could barely drive home. Yes, and, so. and there are one or perhaps three transgressive spots yeah it's not the best plugged in movie i will give you that it is it's pg it's back PG, in the day yeah but uh but, but yeah there PG are some back then was worse than it is now it's true all right Kristen. okay i'm not gonna choose a show or a movie because now if because I... <laughs> I can't think of anything honestly <laughs> but that was my question know, to I'm you sorry. though I'm reframing All right, here, so Chris. What, what are you going to do instead, <laughs> Okay, Kristen? I'm just I'm going to answer a totally different question. <laughs> I am. I'm going to say that if I want to laugh, I scroll through reels on Instagram. Oh. I, that's see? typically where I get my, like, you know, jokes from or material. And then I send, like. Your material? Yeah, my are material. Are you going on tour? I am <laughs> Is sometimes. there something we need to know? <laughs> if I think something's funny and I want to pretend that I was funny, I use a thing. Right. <laughs> but I'll use, I'll send like nine to, you know, possibly 20 reels to my husband or sister who, you know, my sister watches all of them. My husband doesn't. I, it's fine. Right. It, it's a sticking point in our marriage. But the point is, is that I find it all very funny. And usually it's stuff about like parenting or marriage. 
because right. it's all so relatable. And I have no other specific examples except that's okay. what makes me laugh. So reels. Yeah. Reels. Okay. <laughs> Sorry I, for I not guess answering. I'll allow that to stand. <laughs> I'm going to go in a slightly different direction too, although I think technically. So you're not going to answer your no, own question? No, I am. Question? I am, but it, you'll mm-hmm. see what I mean when I say it. Rules for... I am going to go with the series Mystery Science Theater 3000, which back in the 80s and 90s, and it has been, I think, renewed recently, was a, I don't even know what to call it. You would get this guy and his robots in space, and the people on Earth would send him bad movies to torture him, and we would see their silhouettes in front of the movie as they watched it, and they basically mock it from start to finish. And fun. even though Psalm 1 says do not sit in the seat of mockers, oh, which well. is a really good psalm, uh, it's so funny. And it only It can be funny. Okay, it can be funny and and only occasionally mildly inappropriate. Yeah, so. you know, I, I tell you. Seen it. Bad movies are kind of my jam. I do love me some bad movies and in, some MST3K and some MST3K. It. It, it takes a little while to get into uh, because my sister actually tipped me off to MST3K once upon a time, and I watched the first half and I thought, this isn't great, and then let it sit for three days and turned it back on. And it was great. I was rolling on the floor. It's yeah. kind of weird to sit in a conversation of no idea what someone's talking about. Like right? no context for what you're saying. All right. Well, yeah. Google it. Okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, here we are. We can continue your education with Mystery Science <laughs> Theater 3000. And on that note, let's hear from the skit guys. We are here with the skit guys, uh, Tommy Woodard and Eddie James, two of the hardest working people in Christendom, I think. <laughs> Movie, Family Camp, you have a book out, Smells Like Bacon, Mm -hmm. skits, podcasts. I... I, it just looking at what you've done makes me tired. <laughs> I mean, how That's do you awesome. do all that? Uh, we have handlers that say, <laughs> do this, do this, do this now. <laughs> that helps. That yeah. helps. So let me ask you, I, I know that you guys have been doing this for a while now. You met in high school. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yes. You're still best friends, or so you say? Yeah, mm-hmm. most days. So uh, <laughs> how do you keep from getting kind of sick of each other. I mean, honestly, because that's a, I would think that working as long as you have, doing as much as you do, that would be sort of a challenge. Yeah, it's a great question. I don't have a really simple answer, except that I love this guy. And like, <laughs> I mean, I love to be with him. You know, we, we do travel a lot and, you know, I, I will be dragging my feet, packing my bags. And about the second I get in the car and start driving to the airport, I go, oh, I get to go hang out with Eddie. So I, I think there's just a I don't know if it's an ordained relationship or just I love this guy. You yeah. Know? Uh, you know, at the airport, you got in first and you got the rental car and you told me where you're at and I see your car and I mean still to this day like you know I see his car and I pass by him you know on purpose and I'm acting like I can't see him like well where's he at well where's he at and then he hangs out his car going Eddie Eddie and we both know it's like a skit and no one's watching and we're and we're just laughing and having a good time like 
I, we were in Target. It got cold yeah. last night. We're in Target. <laughs> we went and bought sweatshirts. Yeah. And uh, there's a song going on, and we're both dancing, dancing in, in Target. Target. You yeah. know, and, and, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm laughing at him, and I'm like, I'm doing the same thing I would have done in high school. I just think he's the funniest guy, and we're just laughing. Like, I, <laughs> I, I don't know how to answer that question, but yeah. there's just a real koinonia. There's beauty. Um, I love this guy. We've done life for three decades. Um, yeah, like yeah. that's... That's just beauty. That yeah. is interesting. So was this always the plan? When when you were in high school, you started doing stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, did you think, you know what, maybe we could make a career out of this, just being funny together? The plan was, uh, I was a year older than Eddie, and the plan was uh, when he graduated high school, we would hop in my 1981 red Chevette <laughs> and drive from Oklahoma to New York and try to be on Saturday Night Live. That was oh. the plan. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. whatever that looked like, I mean, like it's just so crazy to go, yeah, we're gonna do it. We're right. gonna do it. Yeah. Audacious. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna do it. Yeah. So <laughs> but that really was. And you know, back in those days, I mean, that was the heyday. So you're like, oh, if we could just get on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. yeah. And then you could do movies and then you get to do, you know, if you're one of those people that could break out. Um, and then he invited me to church and everything changed. <laughs> well, everything before changed. that even, like my my uh, youth pastor invited me on a mission trip. And I came back from that mission trip, just changed. I was like, I don't want to go do Saturday Night Live. Yeah, like, he became very Jesus-y. Way too, way too jesus <laughs> Like, oh yeah. my, what Not happened? Not like the good jesus What happened like at a week on jesus-y. a church trip? Oh right? my. But then I did invite you to church. Yes, you did. So we were having pizza. Yeah, yeah, you. I came for cheeses and I got Jesus. So yeah. you weren't a Christian at the time. No, I was not. No, wow. no. So yeah, he invited me to church, and that night changed my life. September seventeenth, nineteen eighty-seven. Jesus stepped out of heaven and into my heart, changed my life. And then we became the two guys in the youth group making fun of the youth pastor every night, <laughs> right. trying just trying to gain attention, right? Yeah. And then he pulled us aside and said, hey, guys, why don't you use your powers for good instead of evil yeah. and do skits every Wednesday night? So, yeah, we would do skits every Wednesday night, and then we would go sit down and still make fun of yeah. him. It was, the, it, was, it was the best of both worlds. So we did what we were never going to get to do. We started stealing stuff from Saturday Night Live. Uh, so we, we would yeah. get Hans and Franz, Church lady, we would use all these iconic characters, and right. we'd make we'd put some Christian spin on it. Yeah, it was not easy. Very hard to do. Yeah, Time very hard to. It's hard to redeem up. those. That's yes. exactly right. Yeah, and that you know? was our when we'd go. Tra- we traveled all over Oklahoma for gas money and chicken dinner, and Hans and Franz were like our first out of the gate. Yeah, skit that we would do to just rally a crowd. I mean, we were learning as we were going. Yeah, learning yeah. about the Bible and learning what comedy was to Christians. And and we would take chances, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, you have, you, to, you yeah. have to take chances, yes. you know? Speaking of which, that's a great segue into Family Camp, which is a very, very faithful movie mm. that gently pokes fun at people within the church mm-hmm. while still talking about some really important principles. That's a big step for you guys, I think, that feature film move away from churches and into theaters. How did that come about? Well, a few things. Um, one would be um, when I think when Fireproof came out, I, like I really do think that was a oh, oh, and it you know, and I can't remember what it garnered in the box office, but it was like oh wait, wait, Christians came out and saw a movie. Wait, <laughs> yeah. okay, okay, and there was a book involved. Okay, okay, so I think that was a seed to go. 
oh, okay. And then as they kept coming out, it was like, none of them are comedies. Like, I mean, and then you go, well, why? Because comedy is just tough, right? It is It's tough. easier to do the dramas and, and nothing, again, love it, love it, love it. But the dramas, it's easier to, to get in the gate and to get there because comedy can just be so offensive. So um, I just kept watching. We all kept watching going, well, they're all dramas. So what does this look like? But Tyler Perry in Atlanta, all those these Medea movies, those were Southern gospel plays. Mm-hmm. And he would film them. And then he would take them to all the churches in Atlanta like a preview. And they would all go buy tickets. So I was like in my head going, well, we are doing that. I mean, this blueprint, this Tyler Perry blueprint, we're kind of doing like churches are using our videos. And if we could figure out how to bridge that gap and make a movie and to have people behind us that believe in us and believe in the comedy, this could work. Yeah. And we we tried and tried our own way. Can we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? And nobody was reaching out going, hey, we need a skate guy's movie. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, that totally. was not yeah, on anybody's yeah. radar. The phone wasn't ringing. Right? Yeah. The phone wasn't ringing. And yeah. so, you know, we went down all these different roads trying to figure it out. And I really credit my buddy Eddie, who one morning he's having his time with God. And it's not a moment of, you know, it's not one of those oh, beautiful scriptural moments, <laughs> yeah. right? It was yeah. more of a moment of frustration. Yeah. That he said, okay, God, we're done. If, if you want this, you're going to have to make this happen. We're not going to force this, you know. And two hours later, for real, two hours later, the phone rings. You and, are kidding me. No, I promise you. And it was a guy named Jason. He was an acquaintance of ours. And he said, man, I was just thinking about you guys. Have you ever thought about making a movie? You know, and well, He was like, from Lifeway, and he started promoting faith-based movies. Yeah. And I think he was promoting a faith-based movie and he yeah. was like, yeah. Yeah. And so Eddie was like, well, as a matter of fact, you know, and and Jason would connect us with a guy named Bill and there's there's great stories about Bill. We met Bill at a Cracker Barrel and, <laughs> and you know, Bill wanted, it was a producer of movies and as we're telling him our story, we get interrupted like six different times by people and we go out to eat all the time and it was nobody crazy. says hi, right? It was and crazy. And it was like, are you skate guys? You know, and when it was over- <laughs> Did you it, pay these people I know, that's by, what Bill you know? said. Bill's like, did you pay them? You know, and by the sixth interruption, he's like, you don't have that much money. You know, and so <laughs> so after the meal was over, Bill's, did you see what happened? And we're like, yeah, we got really interrupted. Sorry about that. You know, and, and it was every demographic. Well, that's what I was going to say. Oh, so I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then Bill said, no, what happened was every demographic came up and interrupted you guys. You know, and he goes, let's make a movie together. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a in our minds, God's hand was on it throughout all of it. We that's just amazing. we didn't like his timing. You know, it'd be cool to do yeah. this about. 10 years ago. You dreams know. take time. I, yeah. I think that's, you know, um, dreams happen while other people are dreaming. Like yeah. you're, you're staying up writing things. You're, you're working late. I mean, usually the dreams happen when everybody else goes to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's true. Um, it's, it doesn't happen during the day and then to make it be, you know, an actual thing. Sometimes it's a lot of years. Yeah. 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 Well, and I can imagine the movie itself was a ton of work, you know, a totally different challenge than what you guys are used to. Um, what was the biggest surprise you saw as you were making the movie? Well, A, you know, being high school buddies, I think we would just look at each other going, oh, my goodness, we're we're living a childhood dream. Like, like, oh, and and they came to us mm-hmm. like. Yeah. God, this is crazy. Like we're in Oklahoma, the the, the <laughs> place that we grew up 
and we're making a movie. It's not really the movie capital of the world. Right, yeah. yeah. And and I think we're making a good movie. Yeah. I, I think we're making a movie that was going to look good. It's going to be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it has good acting. Like, I think we're... I think we're climbing a mountain that if we can figure this out, this could be pretty amazing. Um, so I, there was a shock and awe over the whole thing for that month, month and two weeks, whatever it was. It was it was really humbling and beautiful. And, and also that taste of, oh, wait, I, I want to do more of this. Yeah. If we could figure out how to bless families and be a part of that infrastructure – that that's something I could do for the next twenty years. Yeah, definitely. I, I know for me, like we showed up on set, and you know, a big uh, part of our the movie, there's a yurt, which is a unique thing. <laughs> and like I remember, like they bring you around on a golf cart, and I was like, oh, they had a yurt here. This is perfect, <laughs> you know. And they're like, uh, we built that, and I was like, oh, oh, this oh, is big time. Moving on they up, built it right. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I cannot imagine just sort of the process that you would have gone through to make a movie that really does, as to your point, it looks professional. It looks high quality. It feels like a movie that you could watch on, you know, on Netflix uh, on or a ABC. Movie screen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, all these, all these things about it. Was there an intentionality about getting that sort of... Um, secular movie quality into this for lack of a better word yeah Mm. i mean yeah i mean we we wanted to make uh, here's to me this is one of our big goals Mm -hmm. okay as believers we will Mm -hmm. drop our morals to be entertained right what if you could make a movie as christians that was so funny that a non-believer goes yeah i know it's christian but i don't care it's funny i want to go see it you know, and so the ultimate goal is to make that movie, that yeah. movie that people, no matter what their belief is, they go, I'm going to go see it. That's just funny, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, we want we wanted out of the shoot for that first movie. You've got it. You have to make it one that people go. That looks different. Yeah. And you'd watch and you'd watch Christians to go, hey, your movie, it's um, it's uh, um, it's uh, and you could tell they didn't want to disparage any. You right. know, I mean, the movies, you know, but they're like, it, it's 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 really good. It looks good. It looks yeah. like a, a a movie. Yes, it looks like a movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. And we say all of this, and also have to add, we had nothing to do with how it looks. Like we don't, <laughs> we don't know how to light it. We don't know right. how to shoot it. Yeah. But yeah. again, at just the right time, God brings just the right people. To you know, do amazing things for yeah. God's kingdom. And yeah. so, yeah, He brought just the right people in, and you know, our director Brian Cates, man, just he knows what he's doing. You know, and he's a guy that we met when he was finishing up his senior year in college and he did video stuff at my church, you know. Yeah, Yeah. we've been acting as if probably uh, since Fireproof, it really was that thing to go. I don't know if anyone's ever going to ring our phone. This is a dream above dreams. But let's make all these short videos that we do for churches. Let's act as if. Let's act as if it's a movie set. And so you would see a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So when we hit. Even though it was, you know, the movie was, you know, times four, 
many, many things that, like the producers at, at Sony Provident, they would be like, you guys know what you're doing. Because we were acting as if for quite a long time with all of the grips, all of the PAs, you know, all these different people. Did it cost more money? Yes. But we were we were putting out quality stuff. We were putting things to the church, the local church, things they couldn't do on their own to go, you know what, for for. $13.99, I'll buy that video and I'm going to use that at my church. So we were really practicing all of that yeah. time trying to go, let's just see what excellence looks like faithfully here mm-hmm. and maybe we'll get to do it here. Yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense. And one of the things that you sometimes see, I think this is changing as time goes on, but sometimes, you know, Christian audiences will tend to give Christian products a little bit of leeway if they're not quite as good. But it's mm-hmm. hard to it's hard to reach out into the secular world with those types of products. Right. So yeah. that quality is really important, mm-hmm. right? Yes. We think so. Listen, it's been a real pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much, Tommy Warder, Eddie James. Thank you. What a treat. I, w- I wish we could talk for another hour, but I know. I know you have places to go and things to do. So Let's just fine. come back and do yeah. it another time. Yeah. Next movie. That's great. great. We would love that. I'll talk about my cameo. Okay. Yes. That'll work. <laughs> love it. I love it. Well, in our second segment today, we're going to be talking about the new solo album from Marcus Mumford, which uh, I have to confess, I was in Barnes & Noble the other day, and I was looking through vinyl because my son, who just turned 16, is into vinyl, and I saw it. It is mm. a self-titled album. It is. And if you're thinking, Marcus Mumford, that sounds really familiar, but I don't know what that is. It's probably because Marcus was the lead singer for his band, Mumford and & Sons, and turns out... Our very own Kristen Smith is a super fan. I am. And I'm hoping that your super fan status actually enables the deepest and the best review of Marcus Mumford's solo album that, no that you can give us. Yeah. What do we need to know about what our friend Marcus is up to these days? Okay. Well, I am a super fan. And I did see that you, in and concert. By super fan, here's our yeah. definition of super fan. I actually have a working definition. Oh, okay. If you have flown to see a band I in did. concert. I did. That's what I was going to say. You're a super fan. <laughs> I went to so, Nashville and it was I'm sorry awesome. for outing you, but that's my definition. Oh, yeah, that's totally true. Okay, well, I think the... Okay, so Mumford & Sons has... They've obviously changed over the years, right? right? And so they've gone from like this very folky... Like, kind of pseudo-Christian-ish. Yeah, very, yeah. Upbeat. Um, and then as kind of albums have progressed, they've started to cover more... St- I don't know. I don't want to say depressing stuff, but it's like it's gotten more real. It has in it a has. gritty so way. Like, d- they've talked about depression but and you're divorce. You're the super and, fan, so yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> well, it, this kind of is appropriate in that I think the way that they've like walked in life and the albums that they've put out, it's kind of gotten like you were saying, like more real. And so then comes his solo album, um, and it deals with um, the sexual abuse that he suffered when he was six as a oh, child. Wow. Yeah. So, so this is a heavy album. Very, very heavy. So when I first, the first song that came out was Cannibal and I had it on while I was cooking dinner in my headphones, thankfully, uh, cause it popped up and I was like, Marcus Mumford. So I'm like <laughs> cooking dinner and listening to it. And it is, it's and like so... cooking dinner and listening to a song called Cannibal may not be the <laughs> smartest thing you ever did. Well, it's like just really um, a very raw song yeah. and very powerful. And having known people that have gone through similar things, I'm like crying cooking dinner listening to this song. Right. So the album actually walks through basically his experience with abuse, 
sharing it with his parents, which he didn't do until he was an adult. Wow. Um, and their shock at hearing that that had happened to him. Huh. And then walking through counseling and how hard it is to relive something like that in order to heal, right? To like work through it. And then what do you do with forgiveness? Wow. So it is it is super powerful. It is really heavy. Um, there's there's a ton of biblical imagery. And one of the one of the songs he actually talks about wanting to be he doesn't want to be a stone thrower. Huh. Right. Like how the like woman... a reference to the Pharisees. Exactly. Right. But how does he wrestle with? I know I need to forgive you. I'm not really sure what that means or how to do that. Well, I've sinned a lot. And he, and he talks about that. People have forgiven me. I know I need to forgive you. How do I do that? Now, forgive me now as you're saying the words. Help me know how. Please help me know how. So wow. it is like super heavy. Very good, but definitely something that you have to process through. So let me ask a question. If mm -hmm. I'm thinking this is not an album that younger kids are likely going to gravitate Probably toward. Not. But if yeah. you had a teenager who was a fan of the band and a fan mm -hmm. of Marcus Mumford, is it navigable? Is it so heavy that you would be like, man, I'm not sure we should go there. Or is it, man, let's go there because it's dealing with reality. And it sort of gives us some things to talk about in terms of how we process the hard things that happen to us in life. What do you think? I feel so uncomfortable answering that for families. I will well, say just giving some guidance, not that yeah, there's a yeah. one size fits all answer yeah. here. Uh, so there's one profanity that he uses. So it, the, the album is labeled explicit, but it's because of cannibal. He, he drops the F word. Um, but that's it. Like there's no other profanity throughout the entire album. Okay. Um, but he is talking about sexual abuse as a child. Right. And so yeah. like, I think if, if you have had a kid that has walked through this, or you have walked through this yourself, or you know someone that has, like, there are a lot of relatable points, I think, as he works through forgiveness and what that means and pain. Um, but it can also be really triggering. So sure. I would really keep those things in mind as you decide. Um, it Like on some of the prior albums, there were like lighter songs. It doesn't really exist here. Um, so I think if you're in it and you're listening to it, you're really consumed by this story from start to finish of he starts with this person was terrible and ends with, I want to try to forgive you. And wow. then all the mess in between, you know, back in the day, I don't know if they still do this on television or not. When they would take like an R rated movie and edit it for network television, they would mm -hmm. often have a little warning ahead of time that said parental discretion is advised. Yeah, it's probably, this feels like a really good example where parental discretion would be pretty important in yeah. terms of, potentially interacting or not mm -hmm. with this album. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. Well, thanks for bringing us up to speed on Marcus Mumford's new album. Thanks, Kristen. Anytime. Well, now it's time for a part of our show we call Pop Culture Connection. And each week we have an opportunity to get bragging rights or crying rights, depending on our performance. In this little game, we have our producer, Ashley, with us. Ashley, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Ashley is going to... Ask us, for those of you who aren't familiar with the game, something related to pop culture, and we get scored um, on how many answers we can give in 30 seconds. And honestly, there's no participation trophy here, people. This is for real. I know. This is, we're on. Our pay and, is dependent on And this. you either win <laughs> or you don't. So, Ashley, right. bring it on. All right. 
Adam. You're All up right. First. I was hoping you were going to start yeah. with me because I'm in a I'm in a groove. I'm ready. Yes. My mind is ready. Well, very good. It's sharp as a <laughs> All right. two-edged sword. So your you question very intense. Very is. Intense. Would you rather dance or sing in front of a crowd? Oh, and sing. why? That's easy. A, I used to sing. Uh, I didn't sing professionally, but I did quartet, octet, duet, all sorts of stuff, swing choir in high school. Wow. I love to sing. I love to embarrass my daughters at church by singing so loudly that everybody in the entire congregation perhaps can hear me. Um, I think I have a pretty good voice, although my ears aren't what they used to be. And I just love singing. And if it's a good song, why wouldn't everybody want to hear me? <laughs> that was nine. That was a you little, know, little buddy like, the elfish. I, yeah. I feel yeah. like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really wish you would have sung that answer. That would have been oh, really great. Right. I love to I sing. sing. I love to sing. <laughs> I cannot get enough of singing. Uh, you scored nine. I scored six. Oh, okay, we'll go back. I think your counter is broken. Maybe it is. Felt maybe like more than is. six. I don't know. Maybe I gave him points for things he repeated. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you should get any points because technically he answered before the timer started. Oh, all right. So oh, thus all word. of his answers <laughs> should all be right. disqualified. Paul was all a right. Pharisee in a previous life. Actually, yeah. we don't believe in previous lives. Just want to be clear about that. <laughs> Theologically, that's Paul problematic. Needs to be next. Paul oh does need to go goodness. next. Yeah. All right. And if you start early, know that I'm Ooh. sitting here watching you. He won't start at all, no. All right. And your eyes. question, Paul, is would you choose Facebook or Twitter and why? Oh, oh my goodness. I would choose Twitter. And the reason is, is it takes lots less time because you have so fewer words. Um, it feels a little more impersonal. I don't like to get too personal on my social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, you know, Facebook, you always get hacked on Facebook. Man, my parents, they've gotten Man, hacked like truth. about 15 million times. I keep getting invites from, from them. <laughs> and I know that I'm Facebook friends with right. them. So I, I think that I would probably go with that. Nice. Nice job. That's a good answer. That was four solid points. Yeah. That was tricky. Yeah, it was. Can I give a bonus answer to my question? No. Sure. Your question is gone. No, you're done. You're (laughs) done. I want to hear it. So That was nice. David Letterman used to have a segment called Stupid Human Tricks. Uh Quiet. (laughs) My stupid human party trick is I can sing the entire Xanadu soundtrack like end to end. And I think that's a pretty great that's skill. Awesome. You know, like bow hunting skills, yeah. nunchuck skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why computer I don't hacking you skills. Kristen, to, uh, to your turn. Yes, now Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> and to redirect the conversation. Oh, yeah. yes. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. The Where narcissist took over. Right <laughs> All right. Okay. Which do you prefer? A book in your hands, an audio book, or an e-book, and why? A book. I like the feel of books. I like the smell of them, especially if you go into like really old bookstores. Oh, it's the best. Um, audiobooks are annoying to me because I don't usually like the person's voice. I like to think about it in my head. Um, and ebooks are annoying because it makes my eyes hurt. Yeah. And I think books are better because I feel like you, I don't know, I just feel so like immersed in what I'm reading if I can hold it next to me. Um, goodness gracious, I don't know. Audiobooks are annoying because the person might read really slowly. Mm. Okay, right. that makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. It was a dark and stormy <laughs> night. I think I won. And on that note, Kristen I won. won. <laughs> oh, Kristen, but you're always books. a winner in our eyes. <laughs> no participation trophies. Paul, here. you and I are the losers this losers. week. Losers. Even though I felt losers. like I crushed it, you know? 
But Kristen, good job. <laughs> Weirdly quiet after that. Not I sound like I crushed it. Crickets. Silence. Crickets. Silence. Crickets. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks again for spending some time with us this week at the Plugged In Show. And if you've enjoyed the show, please tell your friends. Word of mouth is the best way to get the Plugged In Show out there. And you can leave us a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would also love to hear from you. Are you fans of the Skit Guys or Marcus Mumford for that matter? You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram or send us an email at team at thepluggedinshow.com. In fact, we recently heard from Mary, and our producer Ashley has her message to us. Mary writes, Hello, Plugged In Show. Thank you for another podcast that challenges me. We have two teens who are in the thick of this, especially with their music. I like to use Philippians 4.8 in evaluating the media I bring into my mind. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That is nice. Thanks, Mary, for taking time to write into us. And Mary was referring to our recent episode where we talked about passages of scripture that you can use to help you think about your family's entertainment choices. So we love hearing from you, Mary. Thank you. Well, finally this week, if you're a fan of the Skit Guys, or if you want to become one after Paul's conversation with them this week, for a gift of any amount to focus on the family, we would love to send you a copy of their book, (laughs) smells like bacon (laughs) the skit guy's guide to lifelong friendships and you'll find a link to order that book in the episode notes for today's show as well as on the plugged in blog entry for our conversation this week or just give us a call at 800 a family well thanks again for spending some time with us at the plugged in show today we hope as you've listened to our conversation that it has been encouraging and equipping to you wherever you are at today. And we hope that you join us next week for another conversation about pop culture, technology, and entertainment on The Plugged In Show. Plugged In.